Welcome to Mantos Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagner. Thanks for coming tonight. Uh, today's show is part of our collaborative Jazz on a Sunday series produced by Madison Music Collective and Mad Toast Live. Uh, we're about to launch into the second of the two-part series with this great trio and transcending stylistic boundaries. You're going to have to listen to the first episode, and you will believe. Uh, we'll be talking to them again here after the first song, but without delay. Jack Grassel, Kirk Tatnall, Dane Richeson, the Super Guitar Band. We'd like to start this set with another of my compositions. Uh, this composition was inspired by something I had read in an encyclopedia. And I thought, this deserves to have a song written. And the passage that was in the encyclopedia was, uh, for the 500 Blackfeet Native Americans who died of starvation and buried at Ghost Ridge, Montana, during the 1884 winter after their food rations at the reservation office were given to white people. So this song is dedicated to those Native Americans and this is called Ghost Ridge. And in writing this I tried to combine uh, scales and rhythms of Native Americans with uh, a jazz blues. So I hope you enjoy Ghost Ridge. Thank you. 
Mr. Jack Russell. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming back. Actually, you never left, but... Um, First head, too. <laughs> it's good to see you yeah. here again. Hey, about this song, uh, well, coming out of this statement, uh, Guitar Player Magazine said, uh, one quote, um, about your playing in particular, but I'm sure about this, uh, this ensemble, Adventurous, explores everything from straight ahead to modal to outside to avant-garde, as long as it involves improvisation. Um, and so obviously this tune, I mean, to jazz lovers, they go, well, that's kind of, kind of, kind of rock, man. <laughs> but, but yeah, how far-reaching, improvisationally, stylistically, anything goes. Well, uh, that's hard to answer or hard to respond to. <laughs> yes, sorry. But, uh, you know, jazz means something different to a lot of different people. Yeah. And if you look at jazz as being improv improvisation, any time improvisation is done, it's kind of jazz. Yeah. You know. I really like that description, yeah. actually. Well put. Yes, yeah, blues players, rock players, world music, of course, lots well, of improvisation. Well, there's a point, you know, when you have an instrument where you take the thing and you say, I'm going to play something that comes out of me. <laughs> not a, something that comes out of somebody else. And then it's other people that put labels on it where they mm -hmm. say, oh, he plays jazz, or oh, he plays blues, but, mm -hmm. you know, I just pick this thing up and this stuff comes out. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't put labels on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in, this, in the, same, uh, the same article, it said, uh, it labeled you, the ability to do the unexpected. And I wanted to ask, maybe directing to all of you, perhaps, um, Seeking to do, does, does one seek to do the unexpected, or does this happen as a part of, obviously, of training and collaboration? And well, that's a good question. I've got a real good answer for that. Cool. You know, when you're a musician, I've been doing this for a long time, and I practice every day. I hear myself every day. You know, people don't realize that the musician hears himself play all the time. I get real tired of hearing myself sometimes. You know, and, and I have to be looking for different things because I hear myself more than anybody else hears me. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, you might hear me two hours today, but I've heard myself eight million hours already. So yeah. sometimes I don't want to hear myself play at all because I don't like what comes out. So, uh, but I practice anyway. Yeah. But, you know, the listeners in the audience don't realize sometimes that the musicians are listeners as well. So to put it in sort of a, in a uh, childlike character way, when you're practicing or when you're listening to yourself and you're tired of it, you can, you can decide that you're going to have a different personality today. Or, how do you, you know what I mean? It's not, well, it's not like psycho problems. It's like, you well, know. Well, one time I was playing at the Uptowner in Milwaukee and Tom McGurr was the bass player. Oh, yeah. And his daughter came down to hear us play. And it was the first time she had come to hear us play. So Tom went up to his daughter and said, Kendra, this is wonderful. You came to hear us play. Why don't you come to hear us play more often? And she said, well, Dad, it's because you guys keep playing the same song over and over again. 
Now, in, in this particular instance, she was my teacher in that it got me to realize how other people maybe listen to music. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe this stuff that we play, the people in the audience can't tell one song from another. So I decided that from then on, everything I did would be governed by that. Mm -hmm. You know, like these sets we're playing here today, every song we play is vastly different from the previous one. Yeah. So even Tomager's daughter can tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very nice. This is a wonderful trio. We have Mr. Dane Richardson on drums. Yeah. <laughs> Dane's a professor of music up at Lawrence University for a long time, conservatory of music in Appleton, director of percussion studies for 27 years, performed, again, a whole long list of things, including the chamber ensembles, uh, Bach Dancing and Dynamite Society here in Madison and a cube in Chicago, a resident research study in three different countries. This, uh, that kind of leads from the, the same question in a way, I think, um, the idea of improvisational aspects of all kinds of different styles of music. What have you, f I don't know what the question is. Well, <laughs> I do have a question about Ghostwriter, okay. or, or Ridge. Ghost Ridge, yeah. Because um, it seemed very clear that you were both improvising and using some of the cultural drumming sounds that as a non-Indian drummer aficionado, I was, you know. Yeah, you, do, you, you on, on, that, on that song, that last song, you're just trying to capture the essence, you know, of, of the drumming that we've heard from, you know, native people. So it's, um, I don't know, I, I love that, that song a lot because of, well, it conjures up all kinds of, you know, ideas. It's not like you I'm, at least I'm trying not to, you know, uh, do anything authentic, clearly. But, um, but yeah, you certainly my experiences in, in studying um, indigenous music of, in the places that I've been um, filters through this um, multiple percussion instrument that I have in front of me. You know, so I can't really um, separate it all, you know, so you just kind of you know, draw on it, you know, um, spontaneously. And, yeah. and yeah. I, at least that's my feeling as a, as a percussionist and drummer. You know, the more of these uh, musics that you can learn, uh, it just, uh, you know, it's bound to broaden your um, rhythmic vocabulary and mm -hmm. also just uh, timbral vocabulary. You know, I hear symbols differently since I began those studies, you know, years ago in, in Africa and Brazil and Cuba. So. Um, yeah, the way you did the symbol in that, uh, uh, towards, uh, in the beginning, it just kind of snuck in there and it was very mm -hmm. poignant. It's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Do you find, uh, is there a difference between uh, how people approach improvisation in different societies that you've found? I mean, for, uh, teaching, for instance. Oh, clearly. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the cultures that I've been, it's all taught in oral tradition. You know, there's nothing written down. And, okay. and, and, and oftentimes, they don't even tell you where one is, you know. Of course, Jack, so you got to sit there for a while? I mean, I would have to. Yeah. Jack will say, oh, so that's your problem. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's, it's extremely challenging. I remember, I'll never forget my first experiences in this village in Ghana where I go to. And, and um, you know, because I've been playing music my whole life, you know. Yeah. And, I like to think that I might know a little something, you know, but man, did I get my butt kicked. You know, and, <laughs> you know just uh, the master drummers just started playing and, and then you're supposed to just play it back and it's just like, okay, where is one? And then he's looking at me like, 
one, what? <laughs> you know? Like, you can just get me out, give me yeah. something to go on. And it, it takes, yeah, it takes a, it takes a long time. Yeah. But it's, uh, uh, the, the, the music's, you know, uh, from those cultures are extremely powerful and spiritual. And uh, yes, there is improvisation in those musics as well, but uh, it's um, thought of completely differently than how, okay. you know, we do our thing here. Yeah. yeah. So. So you can find uh, Mr. Dane Richardson at Lawrence University. Do you have a, a personal website as well for your various things? Uh, not personal. Um, yeah. I have my you know, link um, uh, at the Lawrence okay. you know, website. And, uh, I haven't yeah, updated the uh, <laughs> computer thing yet. So, right. Well, my, Mr. Dane Richardson on, on drums and yeah. percussion. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Kirk Tatnall, also on Super Axe here, uh, living in Wauwatosa, has a wonderful studio down there, lots of student, students. Is that right? Did I get that right? <laughs> yes, I do. Awesome. Teaching is still my main profession, okay. so I'm in Wauwatosa. Okay, and that is Kirk Tatnall, T-A-T-N-A-L-L.com. You can find out more about Kirk. Yes. And, and uh, you guys have collaborated for a long time, and it shows. And both of you have... Uh, um, wanted to ask about Coltrane. Uh, lots of people have, have kind of compared Jack's playing, certainly, to, to John Coltrane. Um, and that kind of sheets of sound, melodic approach, sometimes. Obviously, it's, it's something that happens. It's, it's one approach, but <laughs> Jack's going, ah, well, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. How about that? Well, actually, I have a oh. question, believe it or not. Please. Um, <laughs> You guys, uh, between Jack and Kirk, you guys have a very, uh, very non-traditional tone that you use that involves some effects. Oh no! Oh, oh no! <laughs> no, I love it. Trade I just, secret. I mean, I better get a new amp. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's really cool because it's. Yeah. I mean, I, of course, we kind of love the dry West Montgomery tone, but it's nice to have a big palette to choose from, and which you guys have done. And, uh, well, I think we choose the tone that's needed for this band, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know. And for the song, obviously, because, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Kirk, you played an organ sound on this last song that I hadn't heard before. Yeah, yeah. you know, for me, no one's going to do that sound better than Wes, so it's time to do something different. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to do these days, is push the sound of the guitar into yeah. new places. Now, do you guys use effects for the sound and tone of the bass parts of your guitars as well? Not so much. It seems to me that the bass needs to be unaffected so that it does what it's supposed to and hold down the groove. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a good idea. Well, let's get, let them get back at it here. All right. Here we have Jack Grossel, Kurt Tattnall, Dane Richardson, the Super Guitar Band. I always feel funny standing up on a stage and saying, yeah, we have CDs for sale. Uh, but in this case, usually when we go to gigs in the past, we've just called the tunes when we got to the gig. But today I decided for this gig, we would play everything on the Ghost Ridge CD. Because <laughs> we haven't played together for a long time. So I called up Dane and I said, uh, well, on this gig, we're going to play everything on the Ghost Ridge CD. So that's what we're doing today. So if you want to take home this gig, it's already packaged and recorded. <laughs> How's that for fast service? 
Here's a tune I wrote in 1989. This is called Lacuna.
Well, it happens sometimes with this music. It catches fire. Boy, can you imagine what would happen if we do a third set? Oh, no. Okay, here it comes. We're, we're going to play Metalhead. We hope you enjoy this. I'll, I'll tell you about this song. Uh, there was a time in the world before Metallica appeared, believe it or not. And uh, for some reason, before I ever heard Metallica or ever, wherever the, before they were together, I got this idea to, to write a heavy metal tune, but have it be a jazz heavy metal tune. And uh, I wrote it for my son, who was into heavy metal music at the time. And I had just gone to a KISS concert, I think in 1978. It was incredible. I didn't catch fire. But it was wonderful. But I, I wrote this song called Metalhead. And when we started playing this oh, 25 years ago, uh, it got people angry, and it got us fired, and people would clear out. Uh, but please don't leave. It'll be over in about 10 minutes. <laughs> I have to pull out the chart because this is really complicated. I have not been able to memorize this yet. Uh, for the, those of you who are interested, this is in 3, 4, 5, 4, 6, 4, 3, 8 and 7-4, and then there's a part at the end where Kirk gets to play his crazy synthesizer and make crazy sounds, while Dane and I play a really whacked out stop time behind him. And then the, my solo is over 5-4, 3-4, 3-4, 5-4, and 3-4. Well, this is great fun. I hope you enjoy it. And if you, if you have to leave, come back, you know, in about 10 minutes. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven.
Well, you're still there. Okay, we're going to play that again. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, I feel a lot better. I feel really good. You know, it's amazing what you can do in an electric guitar. Okay, we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum and play a new age piece. This is called Clouds, and it's very pretty. I hope you enjoy it.
Beautiful. Mr. Jack Grossel, Kirk Tatnall, Dane Richardson on drums, the Super Guitar Band. You can find out more at Jack's website, jackgrossel.com, G-R-A-S-S-E-L. The new CD, Ghost Ridge, by Super Guitar Band with Dane Richardson on drums, is available at jackgrossel.com. And here... And, well, and here. Uh, many other solo guitar recordings are also available, as well as wonderful recordings with vocalist Jill Jensen. Order books and CDs through Frozen Sky Records on Jack's website or download tracks at cdbaby.com. All right, today's show is part of our collaborative Jazz on a Sunday series presented by the Madison Music Collective Improv Music Workshop and Mad Toast Live and WRT 89.9. You can find out more about Madison Music Collective by visiting madisonmusiccollective.org or find out about upcoming shows and stream or download past episodes at madtoastlive.com. Mad Toast Live can also be heard Friday nights at midnight on WRT 89.9 FM and weekdays at noon at localsounds.fm. You can find out information about becoming a member of Madison Music Collective by visiting their website, madisonmusiccollective.org. You can also make a donation to Mad Toast Live um, by clicking on the Donate button at our website, madtoastlive.com. It helps us maintain our ongoing operations. Also, this concert and seminar are made possible by a grant from the John and Carolyn Peterson Charitable Foundation and support from the Madison Music Collective, the Brink Lounge, Liliana's Restaurant, the UBS Store in Fitchburg, Farley's House of Pianos, the Cardinal Bar, the Tornado Club Steakhouse, Oak Bank, and the Isthmus, and WORT 89.9 FM. Special thanks to our audio engineer and technical producer, Mr. Andy Lavalley from Bear Sound, and our audio intern, Mr. Adam Baranek. Thanks for listening. 